Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast. Hosted by Bunny Pounds, this podcast is created as part of our ministry to awaken, motivate, educate, and empower believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation and elected officials regularly, to vote in every election to impact our culture, and to help us engage our hearts in some form of civic education and involvement for the well-being of our nation. Please share this podcast and our ministry with your family and friends by asking them to take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage. They can take the pledge on our website at christiansengaged.org. We can all change America one heart at a time. We are here to serve you and empower you to be a leader in your community. Guys, I am having so much fun reliving these messages and conversations from our Wake Up Conference 2021. I think one of the highlights for the conference last year for me was this conversation you're about to hear with June Hunt. June Hunt is the Chief Servant Officer of Hope for the Heart and the Hope Center. She built an incredible facility in Plano, Texas that houses hundreds of of nonprofits at a reduced rate for the kingdom. It's amazing what this woman does. She has had a successful radio program. She has been nominated for awards for her radio program. She counsels people late into the night on radio. She has written hundreds of books, a whole counseling series that's been translated into, I don't know, a lot of languages. I don't even have her bio in front of me because she has such an extensive bio. You can't, I can't wait for you to hear this message and this conversation I had with June because we talk about the importance of the Bible. We talk about her coming to faith. Here she was a part of a very important, wealthy family, the Hunt family. Um, Those of us in Dallas, Fort Worth, we understand the power of the Hunt name. God rescued her life, put her on a course where she loved the word of God and restored her heart. Uh, she found out later in life, you know, that her father had a whole nother family that she didn't even know about. How do you go through that? How do you endure that kind of pain? June Hunt has done it, and she is teaching other people how to counsel and go to the Word of God to find their healing and their hope. You don't want to miss this conversation with June today. And join us at the 2022 Wake Up Conference September 23rd and 24th in Dallas-Fort Worth. We'll be in Rowlett, Texas. Those of you in the Fort Worth area or other parts of the state or in Pennsylvania or around the country, we've got a great hotel block. Just come spend Friday night, and then you can fly out or get back on the road after the afternoon session on Saturday. It's going to be well worth your time. We're going to worship. We're going to pray. We're going to get education and inspiration. So sign up at christiansengage.org or thececonference.org. Yes, give it up for June Hunt. (laughs) Oh, I love this conference that we are mixing generations. I feel like I am in Walking with Patriots of our faith. And it's just an honor, June, to have you here. I mean, it's really an honor. Thank you for taking time out of your busy life for me and 
It's just a great thing. So I want to have a conversation today about the importance of the Bible. And I want to do this because we need to communicate to everybody in our lives the importance of the Bible in language that they can understand in American culture. So June, um, you love the Bible, probably more than almost anybody on the planet. And the latest statistics, as you know, is shocking. I got this from David Barden. Only 3% of Americans have read the Bible all the way through. And only 9% of American Christians ever read their Bibles outside of church. I know, it's shocking. Can you tell us about your starting fascination with the Bible? How did you fall in love with the Bible? I wasn't exposed to the Bible for a number of years. I was in a church. In the church, my mother also specifically wanted us to go to Sunday school. There was no Bible. So I know what it's like to be in a major denomination where it's a Christian denomination, but it's like, be a good citizen. There's nothing wrong with being a good citizen or it, you know, be a good person. Uh, I just did not hear. I, I knew nothing about the Bible. And then through very strange circumstances, I ended up being in a church where I said, I, I don't want to be, but, you know, all of a sudden I'm there and I'm stunned. My fascination, Bunny, wasn't with the Bible. It was with high school students who had something. I didn't know what they had. They had something. It was like a wellspring of depth. That's what I today call it. There was this depth. But they weren't, and they weren't caught up in just popularity, and they weren't weird. They weren't nuts, kind of, you know, weirdos. These were normal people who actually were leaders in their various high schools. And um, I began to live for Sundays because now I'm in a Bible class on Sunday mornings. And I, I, but I thought, how, how could I have been exposed, well, to church and all, but, but I know nothing, and all these people know all this. And so I thought, oh, what they have is they have um, information. I'm, that's what they have. That's so special. Well, they did have information, but they had something more. They had transformation. I, I didn't understand that at the time. I was uh, quiet. I didn't speak hardly at all. And that's because of um, when you're raised in a bizarre home, um, you don't announce it. And you, and you don't know how to form words. I always felt I had a quirk in my throat. Uh, my dad had three families going on at the same time concurrently. And um, also, um, uh, I, I grew up with a fictitious last name for 12 years of my life, and then at some point in the 13th year, uh, a teacher said, well, now would you call you June Wright or June Hunt? Because now my parents did marry, and um, I knew who my dad was, but you just don't talk about it. So, 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 and I didn't at all tell anyone in the church anything, because I didn't know how to get words out. But I was so impressed with the youth leaders 
there there was extraordinary care and 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 people wanting you to be exposed to truth. Well, I'm into truth. Well, no, not telling the truth, but I was into. <clears throat> Uh, and you know they were saying that it's God's truth, and so what? What was clear was, <clears throat> I witnessed these high school students who had this something, and they said, "June, Christianity is not a religion; it's a relationship with Christ." Yes. I thought, "No, how, how could that be? It's a, of course it's a religion," but I, I I did not have wisdom, obviously. And then they began to explain about having a relationship with Christ. I thought, what do you mean? I mean, I know he walked on earth, and I did not have a difficulty believing he existed. But I can tell you, I, my one question that I didn't ask, I didn't pray, but I thought, how, if God is a loving God, how could he allow one person, that would be my dad, to cause so much pain, and I didn't have an answer, but there was one scripture that I held on to. It's trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's the next part. Lean not on your own understanding. I could not understand. If God's a loving God, why would he allow me to experience a, a father who said Christianity's a crutch, I'm not a Christian. I don't have to go by Christian ethics, and he didn't. He did provide many jobs, and he was actually patriotic. And so I loved, I loved that, but, but uh, I hated how he treated my mom. You know, just so, so I was very conflicted, but that lean not on your own understanding, that, that let me know I didn't have to understand it now. Yes. Now. And I can tell you, doing a radio program that I do, for people call in throughout the United States. I get everything, and I understand. I understand bizarre. I understand pain. I under and, and so I can identify, and I think I would have been, um, I'm not saying calloused. I think I, I would have been more surface in understanding the tri trials and tragedies of life and how to be an overcomer if, if I had not gone through what the Bible actually says, you are called to suffer. We will be persecuted. And a lot of people don't present that part of Christianity. It's like come to Christ and it's a bowl of cherries. Well, I just knew I was in the pits at times, and so that was not pleasant. So, so but, but, you know, we've got to be true to what actually the Bible says. You know, I love that you said that the depths of those young people's hearts, how they let the Bible impact their life, then impacted oh. your life, and that led you into your relationship I with the Bible. I wanted what they had. Yes, and that's so important for us to all. We have to go deep in the Bible for ourselves. I'm thankful that when I was a 13, 14-year-old, 15-year-old, that I went deep into the Bible. So, you know, that's made me who I am, right? And so we go deep so that we can impact people, and that's what you did when you wrote this series of counseling books. Here, you realize that there's all these problems, so many problems, but the Bible has the answer to them. So you wrote a 100-volume collection that's now been translated into 36 languages in 60 countries. Why is the Bible the answer to every culture and every problem that we face in our life? How, how do you answer that question for people and push them to those answers? Well, 
let me go back a bit. <clears throat> After becoming a youth director, which was a phenomenal experience because their kids are moldable at, at that junior high age, and, uh, and, and they're pushing away from parents, but they're sure drawn to youth directors. Um, and then a, a college and career director, but then I became a conference speaker. And Bunny, um, now it wouldn't matter what I was speaking on. And by the way, I, I did not share for years anything about my family, my true family background. But, but the point is, whatever, I mean, if they like you, they, they line up. And, and uh, but they're not asking me about my talk, whatever I was speaking on. They're asking me about their biggest problem. And I was stunned because, see, I knew a lot, but I knew how could there not be Christian material on childhood sexual abuse when one in three girls, one in five boys, those are police statistics, are victims of childhood sexual abuse. How could there not be Christian material? And I thought, I, I, mm. and uh, I, and then, how could there not be excellent Christian material on domestic violence? The statistics. The Dallas Morning News came out with the first uh, international. Uh, it was a more than a survey. All these entities that contributed for domestic violence. One in three women in the lifetime will be victims of domestic violence. And that statistic is true for the United States. How could there not be excellent material on that? So now, somehow, I didn't plan on doing a radio program. I said, I don't think there's a need, but some people said, yes, there is. So uh, I, I uh, did a program, uh, started a program called Hope for the Heart. and. Then, a year and a half later, I did a three-year course called Counseling Through the Bible. Every week, I was teaching definitions, characteristics, causes, and solutions. It ended up being basically 100 topics. People internationally, well, we were in Russian because the walls came tumbling down, and all of a sudden, I was asked to speak in Kiev and you know the former Soviet Union. And somebody had a copy for the deaf, meaning it was, in, well, it was English, but it was like, but, it, but somebody's looking at it and thinking, this is applicable for us. So all of a sudden, our first translation was Russian, and it won the, let's see, St. Petersburg Russia Book Fair Award for the most inspirational book called The Keys. And we didn't even know about it. But, but, but the point is, you know, I, I, I didn't plan any of this, and I don't need to plan it. The Lord is the planner. He's the one who guides you. But what happened was, this is fascinating. They, the people internationally would say, we get doctrine it translated into whatever the language, but we don't have practical application. I thought, oh, oh. And so they're the, I mean, we were sought, we, we'd never promoted it, it's just, we want that material in our language. So that's why we're in 36 languages, because they have come to us to say, we saw this in this language. We, 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 want, we want anger, depression, fear, all, all, you know, the, the emotions, uh, the abuse areas. Uh, the, and, well, there's 
purpose in life and you know and answering real questions I went to professional counselors and pastors what do people come to you about that was my list of my basically hundred topics professional counselors and pastors and I started with the pastors and then they had a list of that what they come well why not have then available to us all definitions characteristics causes and solutions on all of these topics that people ask about. Now, there were several that I certainly did not do. In fact, just last week, I might, and we don't have it published, but I just taught on transgender because it's unbelievable the, the children that are being targeted. And, but, I mean, in other words, we have homosexuality, we have all kinds of topics, but I now am going to next year work on socialism versus Christianity, just some of the relevant topics of what's going on in our culture. And we must be relevant. So good. And so you hit all these, I mean, you talk about all the hard issues. I think my frustration is that I've only heard one message from a pulpit ever on abortion. Hmm. You know, pastors are afraid to talk about it because they don't want to deal with the aftermath of all the people in their church that have struggled and need healing, right? We don't want to talk about pornography. We don't want to talk about depression. We don't want to talk about all these issues. Um, but how do you communicate to pastors and leaders? And I'm considering all of you in this room a leader. Um, how do you communicate to them that we have to talk about these issues? We can't just have these fluffy messages that are not impacting people where mm -hmm. they are. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. Um, in my 20s, uh, I was asked to contribute to well, to answer questions for Parade Magazine. Parade Magazine was an insert into newspapers. And all I know is I did all these answers. And I got, as a result, hundreds of letters, 300 and some odd letters. They were so complimentary, except for five. Were they pastors? I don't know who they were, but, but they, they were all asking me, the, very respectful, would you reconsider your position on abortion? I looked it up. I didn't see any word abortion in, you know, a thesaurus or, you know. I thought, oh, well, the Bible is silent on that. And so my answer when I was asked that question was, um, each person needs to do what they believe is right in their own situation. And then I read this first letter, kind of, they were just, of course, these five letters were intermingled. The third letter was the only one that had a scripture. And when I read, would you consider the scripture, Jeremiah 1.5, which I didn't know. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I went, oh no, I was wrong. I was wrong. And here, this has gone out all over the country. I, and I, you know, I, I, uh, so I contacted each of those five. I said, thank you, thank you, thank you for reaching out to me. I needed to hear what you had to say. And, and, I didn't know that the Bible even addressed this. 
before I formed you in the womb. Well, who's the former in the womb? It's, it's the Lord speaking yes. there. So um, from that point, okay, so, so the approach that I took, and by the way, I just want to give credit where credit's due. For uh, over 10 years, I did inductive Bible study. So I was learning book by book and teaching verse by verse, you know, um, whatever the book of the Bible was, and you know, two years through Romans, and so, so I mean, I I was really l learning what God had to say, and I missed all Bible memorization. The kids, I think it's fabulous that they, if you have kids and uh, or grandchildren, you challenge them to to memorize. That's fabulous, but I missed all that because I didn't have that kind of a upbringing. So, bottom line is. Uh, I, I felt like I was just new, and and initially I thought, why would why wouldn't I be exposed to this all along? But I can identify with people if they say I'm a Christian. Let's say I have a caller on radio, and they're telling me I'm a Christian. Mother. I don't ever assume that because I was asked. I was, I, I, you know, are you a Christian, June? Everyone thinks they're a Christian, right? Well, well, America. Yeah, yeah. Well, that all that meant was I wasn't Jewish. At the time, you know, I didn't even think about atheist. But but the point is, I uh, I know that mentality, so I can say that now, and you earn credibility based on the lack of knowledge you had, and then what you later learn what authentic Christianity is. So what I'm saying is, in regard to those tough topics, okay, uh, what I did um, was I would. Whatever the topic would be, let's say it's anger, okay? Every word in the Bible, I'm going to look it up for anger, rage, wrath, fury, indignation. So then I get to see the whole counsel of God. Mm -hmm. What does God say? Not just an isolated passage over here. And, and so the point is, then you look at definitions, characteristics, causes, and solutions. And we do the research if there's something scientific that we need to know. I mean, we, you know, so even with cults, we get their words, their language. And the bottom line of all of that is, um, if we can think biblically, we will be wise. The wiser we are, the more impact that we can have potentially in our culture yes. and among others that are close to us. But where is wisdom? God is a source of wisdom, what he says. So it's truth that sets us free. So, so I think the issue is whatever the topic is, whether it's, and you mentioned a number of the controversial topics, we should not shy away from learning what does God say. And let me, if I could just a moment, this a little longer. I knew a former uh, teacher of Greek at Dallas Theological Seminary, and his wife was a professional counselor. But they had a rebel. And that's not their fault. Adam and Eve rebelled. And what did God do wrong? Nothing. You know, he didn't, he didn't do anything wrong. So people can choose to do what they choose against God's will, and so this was a, she was really a rebel, and uh, so she became pregnant, and I was told this by the mom, and um, they were, because she was going to have an abortion, and I said, well, I, if you'd like, I'd 
be happy to meet with her just to take her to dinner. So I figured out a hamburger joint to go to and just to try to make it, you know, tennis shoes and just dressing down and whatever, anything, you know. And so uh, we, we began to talk and, um, and I asked her a number of questions. And then I had, I, 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 I had, this is one of our topics. It was an early version of abortion prevention. I, I love said, that book, by the way. We've been passing it out and buying them and really taking them to all our events. Huh. It's awesome. Well, so, you know, I, I said, would you just be really willing to consider, just, just read this before you make your final decision. And then, um, and by the way, she, <laughs> this young woman, she was dating a Satanist. So it was really unusual. And, um, but he kind of liked me too. I mean, somehow, I mean, she liked me. He, so, so but, but the bottom line is, um, she, the next day I got a call from the mom. Uh, I'll say Amber, that's not her name. Amber decided not to have the abortion. Yeah. And then a few, a number of years later, about, I guess, 18 years later, I was singing for a pro-life organization and this gal came up and said, I just want you to know I'm alive because of you. And I said, I, I said, you're alive because of me? In what way? And then she said, I am the daughter of Amber. I just, I mean, I've got chills now. Wow. It, was, it was something else, you know. And I just was thrilled. And then the, Amber, had turned around. She had yielded now her life to Christ. And uh, it was a tough go for the parents, but praise God that we could have, and, and we have 10 scripture memory cards. You know, we have in here uh, multiple passages that show that God is the one who creates us, that we're knit together in our mother's womb. And all the days ordained for us were written in his book before one of them came to be. And so, see, it's not my words. It's God's word. And there's an authority there. I don't have the authority of God. If I'm quoting him, then that, that's authoritative. But I think it's the blessing when you're able to be very specific about a particular need a person has. And to me... That's how I deal with it. I'll start wherever a person is, then mention a number of things that are biblical, that are true, I mean, that are really relevant, And because I'm listening first. Then I come back, and if there is a spiritual need for them to humble their hearts and pray to receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, you've earned credibility on the topic that they have already been living and they need help with. And it's, it's just precious to watch him change their lives. Well, I love your resources because what you're doing, and this is what we encourage people with Christians Engaged to do, is if you have a story, God's taken you through something in your painful past. Mm -hmm. God used mm -hmm. your story to impact the world, right? So many people, their guards go down when you share that story because they, they have no idea. Mm -hmm. They have hope. Hopefully you've never experienced the pain that June hunts have, but we've all experienced some sort of pain. So 
if you've come out of depression, if you've come out of addictions, whatever you're dealing with, God probably wants to use that mm. in your life and create your story to impact other people. That's your platform. That's your platform. But the way that he changes lives is to get the word of God in you as it relates to those topics. And then you can actually have something with authority to give people. Yes. And so encourage people as we finalize this segment, June, and she's going to sing. I don't know if y'all know, but she used to sing for the Billy Graham Crusades, and you, she used to tour with USO. And so June's going to sing us a song today. I'm so excited about that. But how can our story just end us with this? How can our story of every person in here impact the world? People are looking for relevant truth for their lives. If they don't have it, they can be buying a lie. They can follow, they can be people followers and not truth followers. And so wherever you have been challenged in your life, like, like I love to tell about, I, to me, forgiveness was wrong. That's illogical. How could that be right? You know, that, that didn't seem, I'm, I'm math, I'm logical. Forgiveness is letting somebody off the hook. Now, that's what I say. And then I tell how the change I needed to make. And I guess what I would say is nothing's wasted when put in the hands of God. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Conversations with Christians Engaged. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't ever miss an episode. Also, please review it and share it with your friends. The easiest way to connect with us is to take the pledge on our website at christiansengaged.org. There you can sign up for our weekly prayer text, our bi-weekly emails, and our voting reminders. Christians Engaged is supported by individuals just like you. Would you consider helping us with a monthly donation or a one-time gift? You can do that quickly at christiansengaged.org. What does America need in this hour? America needs you. We are here to serve you and encourage you as you impact your communities. Let's be Christians engaged for the well-being of our nation.